Hi there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself, both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, it's kind of an exciting day because today is actually my birthday, May 2nd. <laughs> happy birthday. Thank you. And Jessica's is in two days, which is exciting too. So happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Um, so as we head into the end of the school year, we really want to make sure that we're bringing you podcast episodes that are going to be helpful for you now, relevant to you now. One of the things that we hear all the time over and over and over again is how do I engage my students? Um, and so in today's episode, we're actually putting like a fun little spin on it um, that we're excited to, to dive into with you guys. So we've all heard of, you know, the variety of ways to increase engagement in our classrooms. I'm sure you've heard people tell you just incorporate technology right? <laughs> or use project-based learning, which again, these things work. I'm just saying, we're going to give you something really good today. So group work you can do, hands-on activities, connecting your lessons to real life is always exciting for students, um, encouraging discussion, providing choice. All of those things are great. The list goes on hundred percent on and on and on. But the struggle is real when it comes to incorporating a lot of those suggestions. It's like, yeah, that's great. Okay, let's do project-based learning. And then you got to sit down and like create the project-based <laughs> learning lesson. It's not as easy as it sounds, right? Easier said than done. Because let's face it, as a teacher, you have a never-ending list of things that you've got to do in your personal life too, in addition to being a teacher in the classroom. So you can't really afford to spend a bunch of time outside of school trying to keep your lessons engaging all the time. And quite frankly, like we don't want you to be doing that. We want you to be enjoying your time with your family, with your friends, with your kids, whatever it might be. So sometimes you just need something super quick, super effective to add some interest to your lessons so that you feel good about them and you know that your students are going to be engaged. So what is something that you can do quickly and effectively to enhance your lessons that's guaranteed to engage your students? And if you read the subject of the podcast, you know, if you know the title, it's incorporating music. So I'm very interested to share this with everybody. Jess, I'm going to hand it over to you. Sounds good. I just love how simple that is, right? Incorporate music. It sounds doable. And what's so great about it is it's an incredibly effective tool for capturing your students' attention before a lesson or even during a lesson. So we're going to give you some ideas for that. Music is known to stimulate the brain and evoke emotions, which can help students become more engaged and receptive to learning. Like that sounds awesome, right? The use of music can also help create a really memorable environment. So think about it, whether you're playing creepy music to set the tone for a spooky short story, or you're playing specific songs from the time period where your novel takes place, music can help create a positive and enjoyable classroom environment which leads to better student participation and retention of information. So it's all such good stuff. And also, this is one you might not think about, but music can serve as a mnemonic device. It can help students remember key concepts or information related to the classroom. 
I don't know about you, Caitlin, but like when I hear certain songs, it immediately takes me back to, you know, something I did in the past or a memory I have. And like all these memories come flooding back. It's the same thing with our students in the classroom. And finally, incorporating music into a lesson can add variety and excitement. It makes the learning experience more dynamic and interesting. So you're getting the student engagement in a really, really simple way. And I want to add to that when I hit for that year that I worked at Clear Channel for iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. all that stuff, I had to memorize all of the call signals for all of the radio stations that we owned across the country. So like KPIX was X station in X city. And I'm telling you, there are hundreds of them around the country. And I I was supposed to know all of them. And so to do that, I put them in a song so that I could remember them because it's like so easy. You just pick up lyrics that you haven't heard in 20 years, you know? Yep. Isn't that wild? It's wild. Fascinating. I think of Jameson right now, even like he's doing his States and Capitals tests, right? He's in fourth grade. And last year in third grade, he just went on YouTube and found that it's like an Animaniacs song for all the states and capitals. He's got them down pat. He's like, mom, this is so easy for me. I'm like, it's yeah. because you sing the song and he literally sings it in his head when he has to take the test in class. I love and it. I love That's it. So awesome. I do that with the prepositions to Yankee yep. people went to down. Uh-huh. Totally. Oh, there's so many of these. Yes. <laughs> so clearly you can see the benefits, right? Of using music as an engagement tactic, as a way to remember things in your classroom. So Now, what do you do with that? That's great. Okay, well, let's see it in action. So we want to give you some questions that you can ask yourself about how to use music in the classroom. So first question that comes to mind is how can I use music to enhance my lesson? What type of music or specific song can I use for this particular lesson or unit? Which songs contain lyrics that are relevant to the topic that I'm teaching? Mr. Yeager did that in English all the time. I remember listening to John Mayer songs. Can I ask my students? I know I love it. Can I ask my students which songs they can think of that relate to the topic that we're studying? So bring it to your students because I'm sure they have songs that you've never heard of, right? Um, How can I effectively use music as students enter my classroom? Can I play a particular song when students transition from one activity to the next? How can I use music to end my lesson with an impact? So we want to give you some examples now so you can kind of see it in action, but hopefully that starts to like spark some ideas in your brain for you. All right. So I want you to imagine that you're in the middle of a novel unit or you're about to start a novel unit. Here's something you can do with that. So let's say it's the novel, um, the Watsons go to Birmingham, 1963. And that novel, if you've read it, it takes place in a very specific time period. So most likely what you're going to want to do is provide your students with some context about the 60s so that they can better understand the story. Imagine if you started off your unit with like a little classroom concert and you played the following songs. There's Yakety Yak by the Coasters, Under the Boardwalk by the Drifters, Strawberry Fields Forever by the Beatles, Ring of Fire, Johnny Cash, I love that song, Straighten Up and Fly Right by Nat King Cole. These are all songs that are mentioned in the novel. And by introducing them to students before they even read the book, they're going to get more invested in their reading. It's going to set the scene for them. And you have a choice. You can either give them some context to those songs, or you could just play them for fun. Let students enjoy them. And then when you're further along in the book and those songs get mentioned, you can play them again. And this time, analyze why did the author reference that particular song in that particular scene? And I think this is interesting. Like those songs all come directly from the novel, right? But something to consider is 
a novel or a short story, it doesn't necessarily have to have a particular song mentioned in order for you to use it in the classroom. So way back when I used to use the novel Tuck Everlasting with my students. It's a great story and it touches on the topics of life and death, the cycles of nature. So if you're teaching that in the classroom, what if before you start the novel, you played Elton John's The Circle of Life, you know, the song from The Lion King, and you ask students, can you make predictions about the novel we're going to read based on this song? Then you discuss, you jot down their answers, and then after you complete the book, you play the song again on the last day. And that's when you really watch students draw parallels, make connections between the song and the story. And that song never even shows up in the novel itself, but it's a really cool way to pair it. I love that. I think that's such a great example. That's thank you. Awesome. And I feel like that could be used for so many different stories, so many different texts that so many, right? It's a universal theme. Yeah. hundred percent. So that's like another way to go about it, right? Universal themes, what songs apply to universal themes, hundred percent. It actually has me thinking when I went recently and spoke to a group of juniors at my old high school, a entrepreneurship class. So like not even having anything to do with literature, but I had them write a reflection and I turned on my gladiator music for them. So if you want students to like feel inspired, you can play the gladiator soundtrack is really good. Just little side note. If you've been to batch planning live, Caitlin loves know. that song. Guys. Love it. It works. It works. <laughs> it works. Um, so adding music to your novel or short story units, it's such a simple way to increase engagement. And you might want to consider, you know, what novels or short stories you read throughout the year and then what songs might tie in well with them. So as we head into summer, like this might be actually a fun little thing to work on. Um, And what's cool is we have now something called chat GPT, which is life changing. So if you're having trouble coming up with any song choices, just go over to chat GPT, type into the AI and say, what would be a good song to play along with this text blank. And then you would like fill in whatever story or whatever it is that you plan on using in class. And that will at least give you some ideas to like brainstorm off of, or you might even end up using one of those suggestions from chat GPT, or it'll spark a new idea for you. So we love just using chat GPT as a brainstorming partner. So you might want to consider doing that. Um, so another easy way to add music to your lessons is before or after your writing assignments. So if it's October and your students are going to be writing like spooky narratives, I know some of our resources are very much tied into Halloween around that time of the year, which is so fun. You could play like thriller or monster mash or ghostbusters. Although my gosh, monster mash will listen to that over and over again in preschool. And he wants to just (laughs) listen to it all the time. He's driving crazy in April. I'm like, I do not want to listen to monster mash right now, but that's fine. But how fun would that be to play that in the classroom though? Right. A hundred percent. Um, and so if it's the end of the year, like right now you're listening to this podcast episode, maybe in May, um, and students are working maybe like on a reflection piece to the end of the year, we have, um, a a resource called the end of something, which is all about reflecting on the end of things. And you could play green days, good riddance time of your life. I don't know if anyone remembers that song, but I certainly do from like a grade hundred percent. Um, so like we mentioned earlier, music can really help to make the writing experience more memorable, more enjoyable for your students. And when a song is associated with a particular topic or a particular concept, like writing a spooky narrative or writing a reflection essay, it creates that strong neural connection in the brain between the music and the material. So your students 20 years from your classroom might hear Monster Mash and have that neural pathway, like go boom, 
and remember that they wrote something in your class. Like, I think that's really fun to have music as a connection piece um, for memories. And so it can really make it easier, like we said earlier, for students to recall material later on when they hear the same song again. It also creates a positive emotional association with the material, and that can promote, you know, long retention, long-term retention for your students. And Caitlin, you touched on this earlier, but I think we can dive a little deeper with it where you can involve your students with this, right? If you don't want to go on chat GPT or you don't want to spend time thinking of a song, ask yourself, or, you know, what can my students come up with? If you're giving a writing assignment, put it on them and say, guys, is there a song that connects to this particular topic? And encourage them to think of an appropriate song. I think that's really key here. Like, <laughs> your music first. That relates to your writing <laughs> unit. And you might have to give them some parameters, right? But I think this would be so much fun for them. Whatever writing assignment you're doing in class, say, okay, I want you to come up with a song for it. And I want you to give me evidence from the lyrics that show why does that particular song connect to this writing assignment and have them justify their answers. And just like, think about that for a second. Not only are they doing a writing assignment, but now they're using evidence and justification from a song. So there's all these ELA standards that you're hitting on. And it's so fun. And you can add a, like a little competition to it, put them in teams, see who comes up with the song that best represents that writing assignment, or even that short story unit. And then tell them, you know, I'm going to play the winner's song at the start of the next writing unit. You have multiple periods. You could have them competing against each other. Like it could be fun for students and still educational. Yeah. So hopefully this episode gives you some ideas. I mean, I love it. Like just such an interesting concept. We, we, think about music, I think in a very different way of not bringing it necessarily into the classroom, maybe for things like remembering the prepositions or remembering the states and capitals, but never like to this extent. So I think there's so much opportunity for us to get to be creative in the classroom using a lot of these ideas that we've shared. So if you do use them, let us know over on Instagram. You can tag us at EB Academics. Um, we'd love to hear from you. So we're all about engagement in e at EB. Like that is one of our number one things is engagement and rigor. And so if you're looking for more easy ways to bring the fun to your classroom and actually get excited about teaching each day, make sure that you join us this summer. We're doing a workshop all about engaging your students through rigor and fun, right? We don't want to sacrifice either of those. Um, so you can head over to our website, evacademics.com for more information for how to sign up. That's happening kind of mid-June and we'll have more dates here in the coming weeks. So we're excited to hopefully join you uh, this summer in some professional development workshops. And then in July, mark your calendars too. We'll be talking all about writing. All right, you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye everyone.